0: i'm now joined by new york times best-selling author brian shields he's on twitter at its brian shields uh if you're a big time wrestling fan he's the man behind 30 years of wrestlemania and a couple new projects uh coming up brian shields what's up my man how you doing
1: my friend uh it has been a long time uh it is great to be back on with you and uh before we go in on the wrestling stuff, I, I need to make sure to, to give you a shout. Um, I see you in the paper every summer here in New York uh, for your Hoops in the Sun at Orchard Beach Tournament in the Bronx. Um, just congratulations, man. Every year you, you do great stuff. It's an incredible tournament. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's great to be back on with you.
0: Well, thank you, man. I, I do uh, appreciate that. Uh, sometime... This summer, we definitely got to get you out there. I know you're a very busy man, uh, you know newborn and everything. so if if you can fit in a Saturday or Sunday between June and August, uh, we'll love to have you up there.
1: I'd love to man. Uh, what I'd really love to do is be able to get back into shape and uh, <laughs> reintroduce myself with a jump shot.
0: <laughs> and you know what with you know it being summertime in the heat, Trust me, you know one game will get you right back in shape real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I look, I look forward to it.
0: Um, again, Brian Shields. Uh, every time we um conversate, it we tend to not really talk about what's going on with Raw or SmackDown. We tend to go, you know, talk about you know the whole company itself and different pay per views and you know and, and what you've been up to in the 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 writing world. So um I'm not going to dwell too much on what's going on currently with Raw, SmackDown and stuff like that. Uh which is good because you know we we tend to you know we're both you know big fans of the uh, of wrestling and we have a lot of years uh plenty of years of knowledge from the company. So um it's always great to have you on and I know Survivor Series it being this weekend. Um, it's one of your favorite pay-per-views um, ever for, for wrestling. So I just want to ask you, what is it about Survivor Series that, you know, maybe maybe with WrestleMania aside, why is Survivor Series so intriguing, so important to you as a fan that every single year it happens, and this year it is the 30th anniversary, uh, what does Survivor Series mean to you as a fan?
1: Well, I think for me, the, the love of Survivor Series as an event really goes back to the beginning. Um, you know, teams of five strive to survive, and that was the, the tagline that WWE was promoting. Um, you know, at, at the time, you know, wrestling, was, was sports entertainment was, was very different, um, and it was a big deal to see the biggest WWE superstars all on teams together with, with team captains. And then late in later years, they had team co-captains and you, you know, you got to see a lot of these like dream matches, these fantasy matchups that really at the time you were only getting, um, you know, through maybe, like, your action figures or your video games. Um, so it was really something that was just very special. And, you know, it was really, at the time, WWE's answer to um, the NWA's war games, which you always had, you know, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen versus Dusty Rose, Magnum TA, and the Road Warriors, you um, You know, so it was really just an exciting time, and I just loved the idea of what they said, you know, teams of five striving to survive, and uh, the elimination element, all the different matchup possibilities you can get from that. There were singles, there was women's, there was tag teams. So it really covered the whole gamut of WWE.
0: You know what, Brian, you mentioned war games. It's... It's like, you know, right now we're going through that fantasy warfare kind of thing. And, um, you know, war games, you know, not to, you know, go, you know, jump aside. But the company has brought in Great American Bash. They brought in Clash of Champions recently. And it seems like there's one event, one match that we can never get in the WWE, from a WCW standpoint, is the Fall Brawl War Games. And like you said, it was Survivor Series was the answer to War Games. Um, I, I I don't think we'll ever see War Games in there. But again, you never know. But um, you, as a fan, what do you think is the outlook of ever having a War Games style match or an actual War Games match
1: um, in the WWE? I think it's possible. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't say that it's... Uh, I would, in my opinion, just as a fan, um, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a high priority. Um, you know, WWE has Hell in a Cell, um, and, you know, they've gotten very creative with that. Um, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. You know, I, I think... Um, you know, I, I think WWE has shown over the years that that if an idea makes sense and that if their audience wants to see a type of match or um, or a a superstar or legend or Hall of Famer come back to the company, that the company does that. Um, You know, the other thing, too, that's important is, you know, we're really, like, 25, 30 years removed from the heyday of war games. I mean, you know, WCW, and I was talking about this in an interview last week. You know, I mean, we're we're 16 years removed. This March, March 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll be 16 years removed from WCW and ECW going out of business. So, wow. I mean, you have a whole generation of fans that, unless they are really devoted fans, and they. Love researching the history of the business, and they're on YouTube or they're watching DVDs, or um, you know, they they don't know what those things are. Um, so you know, and for WWE, I think to to bring war games in, um, you know, I think they have to feel like there's a real need for it, that there's a real value for it, and that the value to bringing in war games. Um, will be greater than the value of what they would be taking out the, of their schedule to put it in. You also have to remember that WWE's ring is a 20-by-20-foot 20 20 ring. Um, it was much larger than WCW's ring. Yes, it was. Uh, and, yes. and the NWA ring. So um, I don't know from a logistics standpoint, you um, what that does to like a, an arena flow chart and listen the, the live event and production teams in wwe are the greatest in entertainment mm. but i'm just thinking you know two 20 by 20 rings together encased in a cage or two cages um you know i don't know if that's a factor either but but i do i, I think it's possible um but i i don't think it's a i don't necessarily think it's a priority
0: yeah, but I I think bottom line is if they ever if they ever plan to pull out that match, it, it definitely has to mean something. It has to be you know, I mean, we can go on and on, but it's, it's like how people like me feel about Hell in the Cell nowadays, where yeah, it's you know, sometimes the matches that that are in the Hell in the Cell sometimes don't deserve to be in there or don't warrant to be in there because of how the storyline is going. And I guess how you know, to, to bring it a monumental war games kind of match, the rivalry has to mean something. It has to be eight to ten people who really just don't like each other, uh, despise each other. Um, there was some some rumblings maybe three years ago when the Shield and Evolution were going at it, and maybe that was like the last ditch effort of maybe a war games styles uh, style match. Um, but you know. You know, If War Games were to ever happen, I think it'll be very interesting because, like you said, you have a 15-, 16-, 17-year gap of just when WCW ended. Um, war Games was going on way before 2001, so you have a young generation of fans who may have never seen a War Games match on the network in person. Um, the last War Games was, I, I think, in 2000. So you, you're, you're looking, yeah. at, you're looking yeah. at 16... Well, and,
1: and, and that's the thing, you know, yeah. I mean, to, to your point, you know, I mean, the War Games started out as a live event that was really the main event of the Great American Bash, right. which, in the mid-'80s, was a live tour around the country for the summer. And, you know, when you've heard... Um, the Hall of Fame speech from, you know, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, you know, he said, you know, I think it was 37 37 nights straight, um, he started off the War Games opposite Arn Anderson. Um, You know, so it it was a great event. I do think in order for the War Games to really have the most meaning I do think a faction has to be involved. Um, And if it, like, you know, like Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, Magnum T.A., Nikita Koloff, they were not a faction with a name, but on television they were portrayed as, you know, and not to take, you know, a, a phrase from Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, but, you know, I mean, they were viewed as best friends. Like, if you were a fan, you believed that these guys traveled together, trained together, party together, that these were your heroes, and they were going up against the villainous Four Horsemen faction. So, you know, I do think that that part of it is important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think time will tell, but, um, you know, it, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible.
0: Yeah, and 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 plus, it doesn't help when you look at today's today's product, and you don't have any factions, to my knowledge whatsoever.
1: Well, that, that's the other thing too is is that you know it, that's why like we said in the beginning. I mean, it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if if, if you're going to have a war games main event on a pay per view, um, and it's going to be you know ten superstars in a ring. And there's really no deep-seated, long-running animosity, right? You know what's the point, really? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so so it is. I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, if if they if WWE feels that there's a, a value to it and that their fans want to see it, they'll 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 bring it to their calendar for sure. That's how I feel.
0: I do want to ask you. Um, We are we are gonna have the thirtieth annual Survivor Series. Just just even thirty years of Survivor Series, Brian makes me kind of feel like, damn, I'm getting old because I've seen the other previous twenty nine, and every even Rumble and SummerSlam and and Mania are, are, I think, thirty years old and and over. So basically, me and you have seen um, every single one of these pay per views. But I want to ask you, when Survivor Series to me, when Survivor Series uh, Survivor Series gets mentioned, it does get kind of lost in that shuffle of the, the big major four pay-per-views with Mania, SummerSlam, and Royal Rumble, and, and I guess, depending on who you ask, if you say, hey, why don't you rank these four as far as you know the big major four pay-per-views, and I think 100% of the, of the time, Survivor Series will always come in fourth, um, not saying that's the correct answer, but I think the value of Survivor Series, um, in recent years has not been there like a Royal Rumble, like a WrestleMania, um, like a SummerSlam. I want to ask you today, with it being uh 30 years coming up, what is the legacy of Survivor Series? Can it ever be the 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 second you know best pay per view of the year? Can it be the third best? pay-per-view of the year or do you think it'll always be number four as 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 part of the big four
1: well i absolutely think it 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 can be um you know number two um you know one of the things about survivor series that's so interesting is that it it has an incredible history but at the same time for a while what what made that pay-per-view unique wasn't utilized Right? right, so like this year is great to me, yes, because you have all what's now called traditional Survivor Series matches, and then there's one main, there's one singles match as the main event. Um, I think that format, because you, you, listen, I love uh, the history of the business and then the history of WWE. One of the things that I enjoy the most, though, about WWE is that they evolve and, you know, events have to evolve as well as superstars and and the product as a whole. So, you know, for me, um, if they had this format, you know, for the next few years where the undercard is all traditional survivor series matches and then there's one singles match main event um i think that would be great and i I think that's a big thing you know i mean you know for it to be number two and it is possible but um you know i mean it's um I mean, the Royal Rumble has become really a force onto itself because um, the dynamic of the event has not changed in terms of, you know, that that Royal Rumble Battle Royal is, is still something that people love, and they have that every year. So, you know, it's... Um, and now, and for so many years, right, it puts us on the road to WrestleMania, the winner of that match gets the you know, title shot of their choice. So I think it's gonna be difficult for SummerSlam or Survivor Series, you know, to take that 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 spot in the pecking order. But that being said, I mean it's it's very possible. I mean look how SummerSlam has grown. I mean over the last five years, six years, SummerSlam has grown to the point where cities are bidding in advance, like they do for WrestleMania, to host SummerSlam. And it's an entire now, it's it's like WrestleMania without the Hall of Fame, you know, the night before. Um, so, I mean, anything's possible with WWE. I, I think we can all agree with that.
0: Right. And, you know, I, I do ask that because when it comes down to, you know, for example... So, Right now people can label SummerSlam as the WrestleMania of the summer. So they they're they're in a pretty good spot. The Royal Rumble, like you mentioned, is you know the road to WrestleMania. Like so both SummerSlam and Royal Rumble have a, 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 a different meaning. When it comes to Survivor series, we're in the middle of the fall, it's it's November. Like what does what leads to Survivor series and what the Survivor series you you know, lead up to, because like I mentioned, Rumble leads to WrestleMania. SummerSlam is, is the WrestleMania of the summer. So when Survivor Series gets, gets brought up, it's like, you know, it, to me, it's, it's not the same as it once, uh, once was, because, you know, Brian, you can go back maybe three, four, five years ago, there was talks about Survivor Series being off the card entirely. And to me and to you as fans, I'm like hey, you know, I I would take Survivor Series over any PPV that 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 they try to bring brand new but try to make, you know, it it meaningful and I think that year the Rock came in and tag team with John Cena for the main event. So then after that, you know, it's been on the card. So just hearing for one moment that Survivor Series may not even be on the card anymore or at least for a year. Kind of made me think, like, man, like, like, what are they doing wrong or uh, not doing as much for that pay per view compared to what they do in time they put in for Rumble and SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I remember hearing those rumors a few years ago as well, and and just being very disappointed um, if you know if, if that were to happen. So thankfully, it didn't. I know that a lot of fans were were very concerned. And it's one of those things too, right you know sometimes um you know you don't know what you have till it's gone as the old cliche goes, and you know I, I think sometimes um especially with w w e is you know there's no off season, so you're always moving on to the next thing very quickly, and sometimes you don't get to appreciate things um like like you'd like to so I think when a lot of fans um you know, voiced concern, you know, it, it showed, okay, well, this is still a, you know, a beloved event with our, our core fans. And, you know, and, uh, and I, I think, I think this year's show um, on paper stacks up to be one of the best in, in a long time, and it might end up going down as one of the best ever.
0: No, you're right. And I, I agree. And, you know, me on Twitter, just, you know, every, every chance that I get uh, which kind of leads to my next uh, question is the fact that them going to the traditional Survivor Series matches where the card is dominated by those tag team matches, um, it, it's very it's very you know significant. It, it does mean a lot where you're not totally going away from the tradition of the card. And you can have your singles match as a main event, uh, a, a championship match in the middle, but you gotta have that traditional. Um, Tag team matches, and I think the brand split really is helping that that cause out because maybe if the brand split didn't happen, you know how are you how are you going to divide up uh, all these teams? So I think f- for for the most part, and when I when I go on Twitter, I say, listen, you know, I think they're not saying you know from now on, but I think this could be the start where Survivor Series can actually have a meaning, um, going back to its roots and tradition. And not saying it's gonna over um, overleap SummerSlam and the Rumble, but I think I think this year has the the potential to be a, a very uh, great card. You got you know you got Goldberg coming back with Brock Lesnar, traditional matches. I think you have one title match with now Sami Zayn and the Miz. So like you said, the card looks great, and I think it can be you know the start of something great for that pay per view going forward.
1: I totally agree. I mean, that's why I really feel if they can keep this format with traditional Survivor Series matches and one, you know, regular, you know, one main event match that's, whether it's a singles or maybe a special challenge match that's tag team, triple threat, I don't know, but, but one match as the main event um, I think that I think that that's exactly what Survivor Series needs uh, to, to really to really get get its full mojo back.
0: You're right, because you know someone like me who, who who likes to think creatively and outside the box. I, you know, I'm like, you know, they they love the social media aspect, Instagram and Twitter and the polls and everything. And I'm like, hey, you know, for Survivor Series, you know, and you know try to match up different different uh... wrestlers on one team you know you can have these things online vote for who you want to be on one team and vote for who you want to represent raw vote for you who you want to represent smackdown you you, you have to pick four who do you want to be a challenger for the u.s title intercontinental title they can you know they can do so many things using their social media aspect and social media platform that if you want to be really creative and not just say, hey, it's just because you're on SmackDown, I'm gonna pick one, two, three, four, five, and you go up against Raw. They can add different elements going forward. Obviously, that's gonna that that's not gonna happen this year, but maybe next year they can add that uh, a different element like that.
1: Yeah, they absolutely can, and that's why you know, like you said, with the brand split, uh, you know, with the draft. I mean, there are a lot of different things you can do with Survivor Series, so I, I think it really lends itself well to, um, you know, to to the Survivor Series, um, you know, format, and I, I just, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, we're going to see on Sunday how, you know, how successful this can be, because that, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, if, if people support it, then that means, okay, this has been a success. It tells the company, okay, our audience likes this. Let's continue on with it. And that's something that's really important that I think sometimes people forget is that, um, you know, you, you, you have to support the things that you like um, so that they're viewed as successful and that they're able to continue on beyond just that, you know, that one time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad they kept Survivor Series on the card. And it looks like it'll be on the card for a foreseeable future, uh, Brian. I just really hope they bring back King of the Ring. That's 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 all I need, Brian. I I, I need I need King of the Ring back somehow, some way. Not like the, not not like how they did it last time with Barrett and how they did it on, on the network. And, you know, something like that. I need to come back and mean something.
1: Well, man, I'm with you. I I love King (laughs) of the Ring. I mean, when you think back to the, you know, that kind of the big five of, um, you know, of of WWE pay-per-views, I mean, it was WrestleMania. It was Survivor Series. It was SummerSlam. um, And then it was uh, King of the Ring. And then, well, I'm sorry, Royal Rumble. And then King of the Ring. And actually... You know the first WWE pay per view. This is why I always love coming on your show because we, you know, we talk about a, a lot of you know fun old school and new school kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, like uh, the first WWE pay per view was not WrestleMania. Uh, it was a one day tournament um, at the Chicago's Rosemont Horizon called the Wrestling Classic, and it was a tournament that was won by the Junkyard Dog. The winner of the tournament would get a gray ghost Rolls Royce, and uh, the main event was um, was Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan for the WWE Championship. That was uh, the first pay per view event from WWE. So, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, you think of those classic five. I mean, it's a lot of there's there's a lot of great history and a lot of great anniversaries that. have been coming up over the last couple of years, so um, yeah, I mean, this Sunday is just going to be great.
0: So i would I would think that'll be a trick question. I think mean, I think you can ask anybody. You know what? What's the first um, WWE pay per view? I think everybody would say WrestleMania one, right? They won't even say uh, what what you just said, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, most, well, because it makes sense. I mean, it's it's the biggest, right, it, it, it's the biggest event, mm-hmm. um, you know, in WWE, so it makes sense to think that, but, you know, m- yeah, most, most people think that it was WrestleMania, um, but it wasn't, uh, and actually King of the Ring, the, the roots of King of the Ring actually go back um, to the mid-80s as well. And that used to be a tournament that they had at a live event every year, and it was just a tournament for if you were at that live event, it was the King of the Ring, and um, it did not become a pay per view until 1993, when Bret Hart won the first one. So, I mean, there's just so much great history and a lot of fun um, when you get, to, and you know, when you get to talk with fellow fans. Uh, about you know about this kind of stuff.
0: You, you know what? You know what's so funny, Brian? Somebody wrote me the other day. Uh, I, I think it was yesterday, and I said, "You know what?" And the, the the guy said, "Well, Bret Hart was the first King of the Ring winner." And I, and <laughs> I was like, "No, that's actually Don Morocco." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and that and that's what I mean. Like, it's just it. Uh, I think one of the things that's great now. I mean, between the WWE networks, the internet, and YouTube. Um, I mean, you're able to get stuff and see stuff that was really never available before unless you got the, which to me is one of the greatest home video series of all time, uh, the WWF Coliseum home video series. Um, And, you know, maybe then you would see matches from a specific event. But, you know, now... I mean, people have seen entire events. Um, like I was watching a few weeks ago, there was a WWE live event from the Spectrum in Philadelphia in 1987. And um, I mean, it had the the Philly, it was on the Philadelphia Sports Network, which uh, at the time was, was called Prism Sports. It had their um, show introduction, uh, it had one of their announcers along with a WWE announcer. Um, I mean, there's just so much great history that now is a lot easier to find um, you know, than in the 80s and 90s and, and even the 2000s.
0: Sidebar question. We know we, uh, the Royal Rumble will be in San Antonio um, this year, 20 years after it being in the Alamo Dome back in 97. And WrestleMania will be in Orlando. Will, will, will Brian Shields be at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania this year?
1: Great questions. Uh, I do not know. I would love to. I've actually never been to a Royal Rumble live. Me either. Um, <laughs> and I have not been to a WrestleMania in now three years. Um, I was supposed to go to 30 years of WrestleMania, um, but I was finishing up my 30 years of WrestleMania book. So I was not able to. Um, I was not able to go to that event like I would have liked.
0: So I would assume this year coming up will be a prime time to have thirty years of Survivor Series in a book, right, Brian? <laughs> um,
1: that sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, I'm not sure uh, who's working on what, but um, you know, I, I think there are definitely uh, a lot of great ideas. And a lot of great events um, that that could be turned into uh, that you know that that kind of a format.
0: What do you think about Rumble being back in San Antonio Alamo Dome, Twenty years um, in the making since since ninety seven. What,
1: what do you think about that? Well, did I love it? You know, I mean, again, you know, you're talking about a, a you know an event with amazing history. You know, the Royal Rumble was the brainchild of. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer, the great Pat Patterson, the first Intercontinental Champion. Um, It was his idea to come up with the Royal Rumble concept. Um, You know, something that he... Uh, from his experiences in the territory days, there were some territories um, like San Francisco in the 60s and 70s. Every year they would have a big battle royal with with all of the top talent from around the world being a participant in. And and Pat Patterson was. He was a top name in the 60s and 70s in the ring. Um, So, yeah, I I think the Alamo Dome uh, once again... Uh, hosting the Royal Rumble, I think, is going to be great. Um, I would love to see, um, you know, back then, you know, WWE did a really nice job of incorporating some Lucha Libre wrestling uh, from the uh, AAA and CMLL promotions in Mexico. Uh, So I would love to see um, some of those stars back uh, for special Royal Rumble appearances. I mean, when you go throughout the... um, Southeast and Southwest portions Of the United States I mean Lucha Libre wrestling Is really part of the fabric Of many of those cultures
0: Do you think that it Being in Texas The Royal Rumble that we're going to get Somewhat of a dosage Of Taker, Stone Cold Shawn Michaels Or maybe none of them being in the Rumble Or having Something to do At the the Rumble since it is in Texas
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I hope so. Um, you know, I mean, especially, you know, the 20th anniversary and, you know, and all of the things that happened and have had and have had and have had happened, excuse me, there you go. um, in those 20 years, I think it would be great if, you know, um, if Shawn Michaels made a special appearance or Steve Austin made a special appearance, um, you know, The Undertaker. I mean, I, I think, um, I think that's one of the things that people look forward to now. Um, yeah. Is, you know, you know is, is really, you know, having some of their, their favorite iconic characters, you know, come back and then make an appearance.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I, I, you know, HBK is one of my favorites. Stone Code is one of my favorites. So maybe I'm just being selfish. <laughs> just seeing him, one, you know, one more time. We saw him, at WrestleMania 32 which was a good thing and Shawn Michaels for him being 50 51 years old looks jacked up Brian I don't know what he I don't know he's on that DDP yoga stuff but him and you know even Goldberg we saw Goldberg on Monday looks pretty good pretty jacked up so you know he looks ready for for Sunday i, I you know I I might as well get to Goldberg now. You know, Goldberg is back um, in the company since 2004, 12 years. He gets Brock Lesnar on Sunday at Survivor Series. We all know how their match at WrestleMania 20 went down uh, when they were both leaving the company. So I got to ask you, do you think, A, this is a one-off for Goldberg, um, and B, if it's not, win or lose, What are some ways he can be utilized going forward?
1: Well, first of all, I think it's great that Goldberg is back. Um, The reception that he got that night in Denver was unbelievable. Um, You know, I mean, this is somebody who, as you said, has not been in WWE in 12 years. He was in WWE for one year. Um, True. And, you know, and he was in WCW... I think a total of four years. So when you yes. think of the impact that this man has had on sports entertainment um, and his and his full-time in-ring career, uh, I don't think on television. I don't think goes beyond five or six years. Uh, I mean, it's a huge achievement. It's a huge credit to Bill Goldberg as an athlete, as a competitor, as a performer. And, you know, you saw the type of shape that he's still in. I mean, he looks phenomenal. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think um, whether whether it's The Rock or Goldberg, um, I mean, The Undertaker's different. Um, but, you know, I think that that it's great if, if, if there's a way... You know, seeing somebody a couple of times a year in a special attraction match, if they can still, you know, perform in the ring at a high level. um, I I think that it adds great value. Um, You get a great chance of bringing back maybe the casual fan, maybe someone that that used to be a fan and, and really follows it and now, you know, maybe tunes in every now and then. Um, but I do, I think there's a great opportunity for that. And I hope that survivor series is not the final time that we see Goldberg in the ring. I I think it would just be, um, great to have him, you know, make, make a couple of these, these special appearances a year. And it doesn't have to be a one-on-one main event. I mean, how cool would it be if he was someone's mystery partner? Or, you know, or, or he was the, the mystery opponent or, you know, I mean, the, there are a lot of different things that you can do.
0: Yeah, or even a mystery entrant into the Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the Royal Rumble is famous throughout its history of, of having, you know, surprise, surprise entrance. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: I do want to ask you one more question before we get into your work. Um, With you being a big-time Survivor Series fan, there's probably so many to pick from. um, But do you have, one, a favorite Survivor Series team? And if so, what is that? And two, is there a favorite Survivor Series match, whether it's a traditional match or even a singles match?
1: So... Wow! Wow! Um, well, I mean, I th- I think for me, um, my favorite Survivor Series, and there are so many. I-, I just for me, I go back to the first one. You know, the um, the, the this this era of, the, of new that that was that was going through WWE at the time, and um, you know, you had these great teams. It had never been done before in WWE, and it was just so exciting. You know, I mean, it was just so exciting um, to, to see all of these teams go against each other in these different elimination um, tag matches. So, you know, for me, it's, um, it, it has to be, be the first one. Um, as far as elimination, the, the teams themselves... Um man I don't know I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could pick an all-time favorite team um because you know so many of the the talent that I love uh watching as a fan you know that was when WWE kind of stopped doing the the team matches and Survivor Series then you know you had a, a different look and feel to it you know what I mean
0: Yeah, I I, I did ask you because last week I did a poll on Twitter online and and, and got quite a few uh, responses for both their favorite team and favorite matches. And the the whole consensus was um, one team was the Warrior Tornado LOD from 1990. Um, We even had... From 2001, I think it was Team WWF when they went up against the Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, The Rock, Big Show, Kane, Taker, and I forgot who the fifth was. And um, I, I guess more recently, it was uh back in 06 with uh, DX, with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, CM Punk, and the Hardys. So those were the That's teams. That's a great team. Yeah, so those, those uh, three yeah. were pretty much yes
1: yeah. uh, well I, I think I think the team you just mentioned is 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 definitely up there um, I think um, uh, that that team with with the road Warriors Texas tornado and um, uh, and the ultimate warriors definitely one of my favorites um, and you know for the old-school, world-class championship wrestling fan, they'll remember that Kerry Von Erich was known in Texas as the modern-day warrior. So, uh, yeah, that was really cool. Um, you know, I, I just, that, that that first year, I mean, if you go back and watch the original Survivor Series mm. um, and just even listen to the crowd at, at the Ridgefield Coliseum, I mean, there was an incredible excitement about what was about to go down. So, um, yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, those, those teams that, that you mentioned are, are definitely up there.
0: We're chatting with Brian Shields on a new edition of Two Out of Three Falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. New York Times best-selling author, 30 years of WrestleMania. And um, coming up, you have, you know, I guess one one thing to look forward to. Uh, but recently, you told me that you wrote um, some dialogue, or maybe all of it. The dialogue for Two K Seventeen that recently came out, uh, the video game. Um, was it all dialogue, or was it partial dialogue, Brian?
1: Well, I'm part of a team, so okay. so I um, I have uh, uh, the great pleasure. Of working with the visual concepts development team that's part of 2k games and uh, and 2k sports which makes the WWE series of video games so um, I am part of it
0: Okay, so how, how is that different or similar than writing a book? I, I know when you write for, for a video game, it, like, like you said, there's 15,000 lines um, of, of, of dialogue to write. And knowing that these these kids around the world and these people are going to play the game every, every, you know, every single day as opposed to someone reading a book, are there similarities or are there big differences for you in that?
1: Well, there are similarities and differences. I mean, one, one similarity is that, you know, you're writing for the WWE audience, so it has to be your best work. It has to be the ultimate in authenticity. Um, and, you know, and, and you need to know uh, your your WWE history and you need to know your WWE current events. Um you know, the games I'm writing in the voices of the announcers. So that's a little different. Um, you know, so it all depends on who the announcers are, um, that we're, you know, that that we're writing for. Um, and you have to be, you know, authentic in their voice. Um, so their personal catchphrases, words that they would say, words they wouldn't say, um, you know, those are all things that you need to be cognizant of from the beginning. Um, in terms of, you know, other similarities for me is, you know, you get into a certain state of mind. You know, you, you start to, um, you know, look at reference materials. I mean, there's a whole process. Every writer is different, but there's a whole process that I have um, when I'm, I'm starting to do a project and... You know, a lot of that to me starts with free writing, you know, just putting pen to paper and, um, you know, and, and, then, and then doing other things, whether it's research, looking at reference material, interviews, um, you know, you leave no stone unturned. And, um, you know, I mean, they're both just incredible projects, you know, I mean, it's one of those things, my, you know, my relationship with the WWE goes back to 1998 when I was just starting my career and, um, you know, so I'm just so grateful to be able to work with a company who I've loved, you know, most of my, my, my life. I mean, you know, I started watching wrestling. I was five years old. So, um, you know, and that was, you know, watching WWE on channel nine here in New York, you know, on my mother's couch, um, so it's just an incredible honor for me to be able to work with WWE and you know many of the the great companies that that create WWE products for the fans.
0: So I assume you get free copies of WWE 2K every year.
1: Um, <laughs> well, it, it helps to know the right people. I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat>
0: Are there any commentators that were easy or kind of more difficult to write for when you did the games?
1: No, uh, they're, they're all great to write for because I I enjoy and admire their work so much. So for me, you know, to, to have to try and get in the mind of Michael Cole or Jerry the King Lawler or JBL, uh, who are the announcers for the two case series. 17 game which is out in stores right now um you know it's it's awesome i mean you know and they they're they're all so dynamic in their own way that i have to pull back on stuff i mean you know you have to keep the commentary brief so you know there's always a big editing process but no i mean it's it's just it's great to you know to be able to write for them
0: so i mentioned earlier You're the author of 30 Years of WrestleMania. So now your new project coming up, uh, I believe, in July. Um, I saw the tweet uh, yesterday from Ric Flair. Um, New book called Second Nature, The Legacy of Ric Flair and The Rise of Charlotte. So uh, it's a brand new project. I I doubt it's finished, uh, but but you are on it. I saw your name on the book. So, uh, you know, (laughs) congrats to you. Thank you. I do want to ask, how did that process come about? Like, did Ric Flair call you and say, "Hey, Brian, I want you to write this book about you know being my daughter," or just how the whole process went, and just how you felt that you know you're writing alongside with someone who you watch from day one and seen their matches, and just knowing that it's Ric Flair, um, mm-hmm. what's the whole opportunity like?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, another, it's another dream come true scenario for me, which, you know, not to be too repetitive with my previous answer, but, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, when you think back, you think about growing up a fan and, you know, just loving what WWE does and, you know, to have the opportunity to be able to work with the company in so many different ways is just is this something that I'm, I'm eternally grateful for? And it's something that I, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to put into words, you know, what it means, uh, to be thought of for an opportunity. So, you know, as far as the book itself, I don't want to give too much away right now. Um, the, I mean, but, but you're right. I mean, it was announced yesterday, the nature boy, Ric Flair, and his, his daughter, the current WWE women's champion, Charlotte, um, you know, announced yesterday on their social media accounts on Twitter that, um, you know, that, that the book is, is happening. It's coming out in July. Um, and they're on the cover. They look awesome. Mm. Um, and the book is second. It's called second nature. It's coming out, um, through WWE and St. Martin's press. And, um, and actually, it's available now for pre-order um, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and IndieBounce. So, you know, it's just it's something that is going to be a very special project and something that, um, that, that fans have, have not seen before, and it's going to be um, their story. And, you know, when people read it, it's going to be very special and it's going to be something where you can be a sports fan you can be an entertainment fan you can be a sports entertainment fan and this is the kind of story that you will want to um, pick up and read
0: so have you began working with rick and charlotte or not yet
1: oh yes yes oh absolutely for a long time um you know, I mean, these books take a long time to to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is not something that that is just starting now. Um, I mean, the book is coming out in July. So, okay. um, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not able to talk too much uh, in that regard. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, I've had the honor of, of working with both of them now for quite some time.
0: Well, you know me, Brian, I, I've always been a fan of your work. I do own 30 years of WrestleMania. The book right now is right on top of my dresser, just hanging out there. Um, so when this book comes out, I, I will definitely uh, be a buyer. Um, you know, real quick, speaking of Charlotte, you know, just want to get your take on her being a, now a three-time women's champion. Her run has been so um, so phenomenal. Um, you know, definitely as a heel. I know when she came in there, she was the baby face. And once um, she turned it around and became a heel, her character just skyrocketed to the moon. And now three-time women's champion, her and Sasha, just went in the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match uh, last month. Just want to get your thoughts on, you know, pretty much the whole wo- you know women's division now in wrestling. And your thoughts on Charlotte now being a three-time women's champion.
1: I think the the women's revolution for the past year and a half has been phenomenal in WWE. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they have... You want to talk about breaking glass ceilings? You want to talk about kicking doors off hinges? I mean, these women are are doing things every night that is making history in some way. They just had... uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks had an incredible match the first time ever that two women were in Hell in a Cell, the first time ever that two women were main eventing a WWE pay-per-view and the women's championship was on the line. Yes. Um, I-, I think that they're just incredible performers. I think the two of them as opponents, um, I think they have an incredible chemistry together in the ring. And um, I think the best is is clearly yet to come. I mean, this is just the beginning.
0: You're right, and they did hell in the cell. So you know, we're, you know, us fans are like, you know, what, what can they, what can they, you know, what can they do next? Is it a ladder match? Is it a Money in the Bank women's contract match? Is it, you know, down the road main eventing? one of the big four pay-per-views. I know, I know we, we had Hell in a Cell, but it's not one of the big fours. Um, w- what do you think is next? I mean, I, you know, hopefully it'll be soon, but is, is it a ladder match, a Money in the Bank, uh, main eventing a big four pay-per-view? What would you like to see?
1: Well, I mean, I, I would like to just see them in more main events. I mean, they main evented NXT, they main evented raw, they mm-hmm. they main event hell in a cell to me and going by their interviews. It seems like the next goal is to main event WrestleMania. Um, and if any, if anybody can do it, I, I think it's, it's Charlotte and Sasha Banks for sure. Um, but if you look at that women's division, top to bottom, um, on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, they are doing just... They're just doing incredible work.
0: Yeah, you know, they they are. And um, I think every week, whether you're on Raw, you're on SmackDown, people are watching, they're, they're glued to the television and just them... You know, I, to me, I was happy that they, they made a Hell in a Cell. Uh, I felt like just that rivalry, their story was supposed to go on last. Um, and them going inside hell in a cell and, and they did the best that they can to, to to utilize the cell. I thought it was a great match and you know, like you know, you just mentioned about main events in WrestleMania. I, I mean I, I gotta ask you, it it may not ever happen, but can you know, I well I think China was in it once, but can some of these female wrestlers be involved in the actual Royal Rumble match where it's not just one like it was with China back in the day, but can you see a Charlotte, Sasha Bailey, Nia Jax, uh Becky Lynch involved in the Royal Rumble match itself.
1: I can I, I don't I don't know I, I would be very interested to see how many fans would, would want to see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um you know, China did it. That Phoenix did it. Um, I, I would rather—I mean, I would rather see a, a women's division Royal Rumble okay. than to have a few women in with the men. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that—that's something that um, I—I would—I would—I'd be very curious to see how many people would want to see that. But to me, um, I would love to see. Um, you know, a, a women's Royal rumble because at that point you have, you have a women's division on both shows that are just, I mean, they're, they would obviously be thriving. I mean, to have, you know, to have 30 women in a battle Royal at once, um, I think it would just be awesome with, with the kind of talent that they, you know, that they have now.
0: Uh-huh. Now, also before before I let you go, Survivor Series is on Sunday, but you know NXT is on Saturday, and Mickey James is making her return to the company. It might be might be a one off, uh, but how excited are you to see Mickey James back in the company at NXT on Saturday?
1: Oh, very excited. I, you know, I mean, when this whole women's revolution began, um, you know, Mickey James was, was part of a group uh, along with Lita, Trish Stratus, Ivory, Gail Kim, Molly Holly. Um, I mean, even Beth Phoenix and, and Michelle McCool. I mean, you know, there were, um, there were certain female competitors who you could tell when they got in there really wanted to wrestle. They didn't want to do Broncanny's matches or Santa's Santa's helper tag team matches or whatever it was. I mean, they wanted to get in there and, and go toe to toe with somebody. And, um, You know, so to me, I think it's great that that Mickey is coming back. I hope that it's not a one-off kind of a thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a very exciting weekend.
0: All right, Brian. um, Survivor Series Sunday. Here we go. Goldberg or Brock Lesnar?
1: Wow. Uh Um,
0: Had to ask you.
1: I know you, you always you always hit me with the really tough questions, um, but it's another reason why I love coming on the show. Um, <laughs> you know, I've gone through this, and I, I really don't know, because to me, um, you know, for Goldberg to come back, why would he come back to lose? Um, but then again, if he said that it's the last one, you know, if you're going to be a traditionalist, you know, a lot of times... You know, like what we saw with Ric Flair, like what we saw with Shawn Michaels. Sting. Um, You know, a lot of times if if you're going to retire or you're saying, like, this is my last match, a lot of the times you are losing. Right. Um, So, I I don't know. I'm going to say Goldberg.
0: Okay. I mean, I'd be very shocked if Brock... Uh, it says, you know, I, I don't mind losing again to Goldberg, but you know, right? it it'll, right. I guess the only way to to justify that is if Goldberg wins, something at the Rumble happens, and they get one more at WrestleMania, and then Goldberg loses there. But I mean, we 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 don't know, you know. It, they could change it up, and it, it could be Goldberg's last match. It, it really could on Sunday, but uh I think that's the beauty of the match where you just don't know which which side is going to win. Um now it's gonna be the Miz and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. it was gonna be Dolph, but he lost early on SmackDown. So the Miz, Sami Zayn Intercontinental Championship, who do you have, Brian? Oh
1: man, I, I gotta tell you, you know, the Miz has been doing some of his best work. Absolutely. Um, since since the brand split, um, I, I think he's going to keep the title. I really do. I think um, I, I think the Miz Leaf Survivor Series Intercontinental Champion.
0: I wanted him to break Honky Talk Man's record when you know the the reign that he had before losing to Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, you know, right now we see we can see New Day breaking Demolition's record. I, they've been 400 plus days. They're right right around the corner. That's going to happen to me. Then I'm like, what else, is, what else is out there that can be broken for a record? And it's Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental Championship record. Now, he, he, the Miz had a long way to go, but if he did the math, if he had the title today, by the time July came around, he would have broken the record. So I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe that's, down the road, the, I think the Miz could be that guy. If anybody is out there that can break the Honky Talk Man's icy title record, I think it'll be The Miz.
1: You know, it might be. It it might be. I think think he has what it takes to do it, so um, you know, it it would definitely be interesting to see.
0: We have the 10-on-10 tag team Survivor Series match Raw versus SmackDown. Who do you got?
1: Man, um... I, oh God, this is tough. Um, I think I, I I I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go with Raw um on both the male and female um singles teams and tag team for SmackDown.
0: So SmackDown wins the tag team Survivor Series match and you have Raw winning the women's and the men. Yes. Uh, i i don't to me i don't i well out of those three matches raw's going to win 2 out of 3 or smackdown is going to win 2 out of 3 i would hope smackdown gets if smackdown does not win uh in, in the in the the men's match hopefully they can set up something where it can lead to their next pay-per-view with TLC or even the even the royal rumble so um i don't it's tricky, man. You got AJ Styles, you got Dean Ambrose, you got Orton, Wyatt, and now Shane. But then again, you got Seth, you got R- Roman, you got Jericho, Owens, and Braun Strowman. Um, I think one, it'll be a great match. Um, yes,
1: I agree. I, I I agree that I think um, the the Raw versus SmackDown on the men's side for singles. Um, might be the 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 most highly contested match
0: of the night. I I thought for a quick second I thought Taker I thought Taker was gonna take Shane's spot <laughs> when he's out he he was out there on SmackDown tonight. I'm like maybe Taker convinces Shane to to take his spot. Then it's like oh shit now you got Taker on on the team. But that did not happen. So um, and the women's side uh, I. Uh, you know what? How about this? I I would take SmackDown women's side, and I think the men's for Raw would win. I, I think that'll happen, and wow. I think I think Raw wins tag team as well.
1: I, I I gotta tell you, dude. I think Charlotte. I think that team is too strong.
0: Oh, for 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 uh, for Raw. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know, you do have Nikki Bella on that side. You do have Becky Lynch. You have uh, the new the new girls Carmella, uh, Naomi, and um, Alexa Bliss. Natalia is the coach. I'm, I mean, you never know, but it can't just be raw landslide or SmackDown landslide because then everything would just be like, what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, I, I mean that that's why that's why this Sunday is so intriguing.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, and, and even the main event with with. Um, well, I think that I think that'll go on last with Goldberg and Brock. You you, you just never yeah. know. Uh, I think maybe what ten, ten, twelve, fifteen minutes the most you think that match will go. Uh,
1: eight minutes. I, I think <laughs> I, I think um I I could see that going uh going like you know somewhere between uh yeah maybe fifteen fifteen to twenty minutes.
0: And you think we'll get a clean finish, right?
1: Mm. Mm. Paul Heyman's with out that there. I'm not sure of. <laughs> hey, listen, you, you never know when Paul Heyman's out there. I
0: never know. Paul Heyman screwed Brock at a Survivor Series years ago, so I, I don't think that'll happen. But he, like you said, with, with Paul Heyman, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah, and many many people forgot about that, too, when I did my poll in about uh, uh, two thousand two, Paul Heyman screwed Brock Lesnar. I like, know he didn't. Yeah, he made the Big Show win the freaking title.
1: Yeah, oh, dude, that was a huge thing back then.
0: Yeah, at the Garden too.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was huge
0: with the first Chamber match. Hey, you know what? That uh, that was that was another consensus of uh, greatest Survivor Series matches. It was that first uh, Chamber match. So yeah.
1: Yeah, no, too, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I mean, you know, like we talked earlier about war games. I mean, you know, WWE is just like, they're, they're always evolving, they're always changing, uh, they're always looking for new ways to tell their stories and, and present events. So, you know, could war games come back? Absolutely. You know, but look at Hell on a Cell. Look at Elimination Chamber. I mean, I just think about all the different things that, you know, I'm sure some. I'm sure there's someone right now thinking of of a new match type that that will that will be introduced at some point in the next year or so.
0: Brian Shields, I hope you enjoy Survivor Series this Sunday and also NXT Toronto. Uh, I know I know we'll have you back on maybe around the Royal Rumble time, which is an, another great time to be on. Uh, am I missing anything about anything you have up uh, up and coming?
1: No, man, not at all. And I just uh, thank you again for having me on. Uh, it, it was great to be back speaking with you and to your audience. And, um, yeah, I, I look forward to coming back on um, and then talking more WWE stuff. So you just let me know.
0: Thank you, Brian Shields. Uh, again, it's Brian Shields on Twitter New York Times, best-selling author, 30 Years of WrestleMania. Um, And now upcoming in July, Second Nature with Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair. Go and check that out. Brian Shields, my man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk soon. All right.